place. I mean, con to consider, uh, they didn't mention it, but that, that, theat that last theater um, seats between 20 and 25,000 for an ancient civilization to be able to put that together. In fact, I was just reading, uh, just in the last couple of days, um, uh, they, people have tried to figure out what made the concrete that, that the Romans used um, actually be able to withstand time, where the concrete that we have will decay and become brittle and, and disintegrate over the you know, decades, where this has stood centuries and centuries. And uh, they finally actually found what they believe um, is, is in the concrete, and it's a specific lime, and uh, they believe it was probably um, heated while it was mixed. And it, it's a, it makes it a self-healing property in the concrete, and it's, it's allowed the, the concrete columns and the different things to, to stand for um, hundreds, in fact, multiple you know, thousands of years, which is amazing. So a little bit about Ephesus. It, um, Paul, this is, this is the place where Paul was for quite a while. It was a major center of commerce, um, and he had lots of converts there, um, set up a, a church. And so as we keep that in mind as we, as we read this, I'm going to read uh, the first part of Ephesians 1. <clears throat> it says, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, to the saints who are at Ephesus, who are faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we would be holy and blameless before him. In love he predestined us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to himself, according to the kind intention of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, which he freely bestowed on us in the Beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished on us in all wisdom and insight. He made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his kind intention, which he purposed in him, with a view to an administration suitable to the fullness of the times, that is, the summing up of all things in Christ, things in the heavens and things on the earth. In him also we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to his purpose, who works all things after the counsel of his will, to the end that we, we who were the first to hope in Christ would be to the praise of his glory. In him you also, after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed, you were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise who is given as a pledge of our inheritance with a view to the redemption of God's own possession to the praise of his glory. Do you, do you see that, that three times? And I'm going I'm to tell you, this has been a difficult chapter for me because it's, it's just kind of, it's, it's like it's opening statements. Mm -hmm. But um, three times Paul uses, you know, very similarly to, to the praise of his glory, to the praise of his glory, to the praise of his glory. And what we're going to see is these, these things that I believe he's kind of setting off with the, to the praise of his glory actually end up being themes in, in the book. Okay, so what, what are these? The, the first thing is, um, where, where am I? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. 
He predestined us, this is verse 5, He predestined us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to himself according to the kind intention of his will, to the praise of his glory, of his grace, which he freely bestowed on us. So, <coughs> excuse me. Um, so he, prede- uh, he chose us before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless. He predestined us as his sons, his daughters, to the praise of his glory. He, pre- he, he, he chose us to be redeemed. All right? That's, that's the first thing. So, um, and I'll, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to touch on these real quickly, then we'll come back. So he predestined us to, to be a heavenly people. Um, look, at the, look at the next one. Uh, if you if you bounce down, um, it's it's in verse twelve. So it is um, verse ten says the view to an administration suitable to the fullness of times, right? So he he put together an administration that is the summing up of all things in Christ, things in heavens on, on earth, predestined to the his to his purpose who works all things after the counsel of his will. Um, Verse 12 is where it says, uh, to the praise of his glory. All right? So he, he positioned the administration, is he positioned Jesus as being the king. Okay, there was a new administration in town. Right? So the first thing is that um, he, he predestined us to be a heavenly people. Secondly, he positioned Christ. Okay? Jesus was set in power um, so that everything would come in, into order under under Jesus, right? And the, the third one is that um, uh, in verse 14, it says, the Spirit was given to us as a pledge of our inheritance with a view to the redemption of God's own possession, to the praise of His glory. So He, he pledged us the Holy Spirit, right? Now, the, the interesting thing is, all of these things God did to, the, to bring him praise and glory. Let me just put these up here real quick. Um, so he predestined us to be a heavenly people, right? Positioned Christ, and he pledged the Holy Spirit. Right? Is that what it says? Right. Check me. Okay. Be 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 like the like the Bereans that, that you you look in Scripture and you always check your pastor. Okay. I don't mind. And if I if I'm wrong, I I need to know I'm wrong. All right, and um, but that, that's that way we can learn together. So he 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 uh, all of these things, right? Predestining us, positioning Christ, pledging the Holy Spirit are all things that he did, and it says for the to to his own praise and to his own glory. But the question is, is how come he doesn't receive all the praise and glory all the time? in these things. See, these are things that God set up in order to bring Him praise and glory. 
but we can short circuit it. He's the one who put it together so that it will work to be praise and glory to his name. But we can get involved and short circuit the process. So what I want us to see, how, how do we short circuit this process so that we can know and fix it? So that we can then, how God set it up and in his order, that all of these things, that we can give him praise and glory. Because that's the whole, that's the whole point, right? It's so that we can um, uh, know God and enjoy him forever, right? That's, uh, um, that's the Westminster, thank you, Westminster Confession, right? Why do we, why, what, what's the purpose of man? To know God and to enjoy him forever, right? So to give him glory, so the first thing, we're predestined to be a heavenly people. It's really interesting. It, it starts out, um, just as, verse 4, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we would be holy and blameless before him. In love he predestined us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to himself according to the kind intention of his will. There's a couple of things here. Number one, we need to be holy and blameless. Now that doesn't mean you're not going to sin. Let's let's just get that out of the way right now. We're all going to blow it, in one way or another. None none of us are, are going to. Uh, if, if there's anybody in here that um, who's named Jesus Christ, okay, then then you, I'll 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 take the seat and let you come up here. <laughs> but I don't think anybody in here is. So um, we're all going to blow it. But that doesn't mean that um, we should not pursue the holiness and the, the purity of God, all right? And a lot of that, what this is, is we need to realize where we are. We are a, we are a heavenly people. He has is, he is predestined us to not be an earthly people, right? To be a heavenly people. Then, Think, think about this, okay? If you, if, you, if you rewind to Genesis, all right? Adam was made out of what? The earth, right? The dust. He was, he was made, I heard somebody say, you know, how did you get the dust to actually come together and stick, <laughs> right? I don't know about you, but my dust doesn't stick. You just wipe it off, right? But that's what, Adam was made out of, out of earth, Right? Jesus came from where? Out of from heaven, right? So you're either in Adam and you're an earthly people or you're in Jesus and you're a heavenly people. Does that make sense? As, the, as in Adam, earthly, if you were earthly, you'd go back to the earth. you die. As in the heavenly... What happens? You end up going to heaven and being, being with him forever. But the heavenly part doesn't just start when you get to heaven. We are a heavenly people right now. All right? So as we, 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 we can get into the earthly by our sin, 
by our habits, by, by the things that, that entangle us in the earth. We can also, even just with our own thinking, we, if we're not, here, can I, can I just, let me just do this, all right? If we, if we are not taking a throne's eye view, right? If we're not looking down at everything as in from the throne, okay? From a heavenly view, then we get entangled in the earth. So how do we bring praise and glory to, to the Lord? By, by making sure that we are operating as a heavenly people. That, that our mindset is one that we are, we are looking at all the, the problems of life, not from the entanglement of being part of the earth, but we're looking at the problems from a heavenly view. By the way, do, do, you, think, do you think Jesus gets all up in arms about our little problems on the earth? Do you think it really, he, he loses sleep over it? Does he just like go, man, I don't know how that's going to work out for him or her. I just don't know I can handle this situation. Do you think that ever comes out of his mouth? Does that, should that come out of our mouths? If we were a heavenly people, we need to be looking at the situations from his point of view. And not from ours. That means our our situations, right? Whether it's you know maybe it's conflict at work or conflict in family, or maybe it is um, you know trouble with finances or or trouble with um, you know whether it's sin or whether it's doubt or whether it's you know. We, 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 we look at those things this way, but if we're looking at it from a heavenly point of view, you get a totally different perspective. And you can even take that on a larger scale, you know, to, to our state or our nation or the world, right? Does, you know, we can get up in arms as about, you know, not having a, a, a speaker of the house for several days. Does that worry Jesus? I don't think so. Now he probably scratches his head, go, these crazy people, you know. But it that doesn't worry him. It doesn't. He doesn't get all up in up in arms over it. He's the king, which is the next point. So, we need to make sure that we are operating as a heavenly people. And there's other things that we need to talk about about that because we, you know, we can take our problems into heaven and cause more problems. But that's another sermon. So let's make sure we're we're, we're going before him in holiness. And righteousness, we're coming before him, and we are, are taking on his nature, right? Not taking our nature into heaven. Amen? So how do we, how do we bring praise and glory to the Lord? Let's quit, let's, let's quit our stinking thinking, right? And get into the heavenly mindset. Because that's where he, we're not a heavenly people someday. We're a heavenly people now. Right? Elsewise, we're, we're going we're to short, short circuit it and we're not going to bring him the praise and glory for our redemption that we should. Right? We're all redeemed. Let's make sure he receives all the praise and glory for it. We were posi- positioned, he positioned Christ suitable to the administration. 
if you, uh, we, we talked about this before, but you know in the Old Testament, uh, what, what you saw is the administration of the father, okay, and, and he, he um, kind of ruled, and, and he was the one that he is mainly the focus, all right, and the father and Israel. But what happens is, is when you, when you have Jesus come to the throne, I come, you know, he died and was buried and resurrected, he ascended to heaven, and what it shows is, is it, it's, this is kind of my interpretation, okay? So this isn't like exactly word-for-word -word scripture, so don't take it as such. But it's like Jesus ascends to the throne and the Father says, Okay, son, it's your turn. Here you go. You take the seat. You take the seat of power. You take the seat of glory. He positioned Jesus and said, Okay, you, your turn to rule. Go for it. In the the whole goal of that, this is 1 Corinthians 15, is that everything would come under his administration. Everything would come under his rule. Let me show this to you. I wasn't planning on going here, but I want, I want you to see this. 1 Corinthians 15. In 1 Corinthians 15. Again, make, make, sure, make sure I'm giving this right. This is something that everybody should, should have at their fingertips. We'll start in verse 20. But now Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who are asleep. For since by a man came death, right? This is what I just was talking about. By, by a man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ all will be made alive. But each in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, after that those who are Christ at his coming. Then comes the end when he hands over the kingdom to the God and Father, and he, when he has established all rule and all authority and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. You see that? So the, the whole point of the administration of Jesus is to put every enemy underneath his feet. Right? That's what it says, right? I'm not making it up, right? But can we short-circuit that? Oh, you betcha. You betcha. We can do it in a grander scale. We can actually do it in our own lives. Let me... Uh, let me, let, me, let me go from the larger to the smaller this time. Um, you know, in the last 100 to 120 years, um, there's been some theology that has actually, well, they, they, they came out flat and said, well, Jesus isn't reigning and ruling yet. He, they, they've said, no, he, he's, really not the, he's really not the Christ. He will be someday. But what that did um, it, is, it kind of pervaded you know, all, all throughout the church in different forms and fashions. And what it did is it, it gave the church this idea, and this is, I say the, the church is really kind of a global aspect, mainly in the northern hemisphere, but um, like Europe and um, the West. But it gave the, the whole idea that the, the church is going to, well, we're going to lose. 
In fact, they, they started saying, well, why, why shine the brass on a sinking ship? And it, that, that so became so prevalent across um, the, the Western church that, that we really, we lost focus of what we're supposed to be doing because we thought, well, you know what, let's just, let's not spread the gospel as much. Let's just hang on until Jesus comes back. Because, you know, so the whole idea of, of Satan's alive and well on planet Earth. Anybody, anybody see that book? Remember that book? All right. I'm going to tell you right now, he might be alive, but he ain't well. He's gotten his teeth kicked in. Right? But if we have the idea of, you know, what we, that, that Satan is the god of the world and we're just here to try to keep him out, right? Then we'll never fully go into where we need to be. We'll never take the evangelism. We'll never, never take that push. We'll never look and be praying and believing, hey, God can totally change a city. He can totally change an area because he's the king. He is the king of the world. He is the, the, the great one who has all the power and all, all the rule and all the authority. And we are his representatives. We're his ambassadors. We are his we're with him. We'll get to that. So that's like I said. That's another one of the themes. We'll see. We'll see later. But we can we short circuit that? Absolutely. When we don't have the right attitude, the right mindset, we can also short circuit in our own lives. You know, when um, we need to make sure that our lives are looking like Jesus as much as possible. He will, um, you know, he, he wants us to do the right thing. He wants us to submit to him and everything. But we, because we are human, and we've got to get rid of that, that sin nature in us, we oftentimes will not let him rule and reign in our own lives and our own hearts. He'll say, go this way. And we say, no, thank you. <laughs> I want you to get rid of this sin. He said, no, but I, it's, it's, it's so much fun. <laughs> I don't want to get rid of that. It's enjoyable. I want you to be, spend more time in the Word. Yes, but I've got so many other things to do. Spend more time in prayer. Spend more time with me. Just, just come to me. No, there's, there's, there's other things I need to do, Lord. What's he telling you? What does he want for you? We talked about this last week. What is his, his purpose for you in, in life? What is his call? What is his, his greatest plan for you? Are you submitting in all those things and say, okay, Lord, whatever it is, however, not just getting there, but however you want me to get there? Are you willing to go through the trial? To get there? Or do you want to circumnavigate? But Lord, the easy way is this way. Why do you want to take me up the hard path when I can go switchbacks? And he's saying, no, I want you to come follow me. See, we can give him praise and glory 
when we have Christ positioned correctly. I was talking to a friend the other day, and um, uh, he um, he reminded me he um, uh, he got to spend some time with um, I believe it was Reinhard Bonnke, and um, it was him and just a I think it was like a dozen couples, and uh, he asked him. He said, "How?" Um, when has your anointing increased the most? What, what did you do? What, have, what, what was it you did when you, to get your, when you saw the most the increase in your anointing? And uh, he said he figured he would say something along the lines of, well, I spent more time in prayer and fasting or whatever. And he didn't. He said, I saw the, the anointing increase the most when I responded to challenges in the right way. And God saw that, that, that response and the, the anointing increased. And a lot of that is just, are you positioning Jesus as King, as Lord of your life? Not just your Savior, but as I'm going to follow Him and serve Him and I'm going to submit to whatever He says. Positioned as Christ. Um, and the pledge given to us by the Holy Spirit, as the Holy Spirit is given to us as a pledge, you remember, um, remember the uh, we talked about Tamar a few weeks ago, right? Remember Tamar uh, was uh, Judah's son's wife, right? Who didn't, um, who couldn't get, getting, she wasn't getting pregnant, and went from one son to the next son, and then finally she uh, disguised herself, and Judah went into her, right? And then. Um, she said, well, what will you give me for these services? And, and he says, well, I'll give you a goat, right? And uh, she said, well, what will you give me as a pledge? Right? It's the same word, actually, in the Septuagint in the Greek Old Testament. What will you give me as a pledge? He said, well, I'll give you my, my staff and my cord, you know, and the, um, the signet on my, on my cord. Okay. So it is, it's like... It's like in lieu of it's a down payment it's it's a um so the the lord has given us a pledge he's given us the holy spirit eventually <clears throat> excuse me sorry uh, you know eventually the the whole plan of salvation is for us to live with him and to be in his presence continually, right? And, you know, 1 Corinthians talks about when we get there and we see him face to face, we're not going to need a lot of the gifts that we that we're, have in operation right now because we'll have everything. We'll have all the knowledge. We'll have all the wisdom. We won't have to, to have somebody describe Jesus to us because we just look over and there he is. We won't have to have somebody up here saying, please get out of your sin or please help, you know, let's get our mindset right because we'll be in heaven where there won't be any sin and we'll, we'll, we'll be able to look at everything from a heavenly point of view. Well, you, know, there, there's, you won't need the preaching. I'll be out of a job. <laughs> That's great. Right? But he gives, us, he gives us the Holy Spirit 
on earth as a pledge for what we will have in heaven. He's, it's like this. Here's a little bit of heaven for you. Receive it. Experience heaven by the gift of the Spirit. Can we short-circuit that? Mm -hmm. Oh, you bet. <laughs> How? Well, number one, you, you can deny the gifts in the first place. Whether that's generally saying, okay, I don't believe it, or by denying what you have. Or by not using him. Or how about this? How about not listening? The Spirit's given to us as a pledge so that we can hear from heaven and we can, we can be in touch. You know, uh, in, in Corinthians, um, it says that the, the Holy Spirit is, is always at the throne of God in revealing to us what is said at the throne. But what if we do this? Anybody ever done that to the Spirit? No, 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 no. Hello? Anybody? Okay. Good. It's not just me. Okay. I'm glad I'm talking to the right crowd. You know, that's denying the Spirit. That's denying the pledge that, that, that the Lord has given to us. He wants us to be able to, to give Him the praise and the glory that He is due by the, the, our use in, with, among the, the Holy Spirit that He's put within us. That we're always listening. That we're always um, trying to function in the gifts. That we're saying, okay, Holy Spirit, what do I need to do here? You're out in the community. What do, how do I need to interact with this person? And I'll, I'll tell you, I don't always have my antenna up, and I, I should. It was, it, was, it was nice the other day. It's like the Lord kind of said, okay, put your antenna up. I'll go, okay, that, that's nice. I haven't heard that in a while. You know, and all of a sudden, you, you, when, you, when you learn how to begin to listen to the Spirit, well, you can, you can just walk through the store, or you can walk down the street, or you can, and you, you, you're, you're focused in, and you can know. Um, I, you know, I believe that the Lord wants, wants to tell us so much more than, than what we hear. Wants to, he wants to tell us what's going to happen in the future a lot of times, not always. But He wants us to, to be able to minister to people, or He wants to protect us. I know um, my, my, uh, our pastor from years ago um, told a story. He, was, um, he had had some car trouble and pulled right over the top of a hill. And they were, they were trying to figure out the trouble with their trailer and the car. And, and all of a sudden, the, he felt in his, um, in his heart the Holy Spirit just said, take off, run. And so he grabbed his wife and, and, and um, ran you know, up the uh, hill a little ways, and a car came over in the breakdown lane and slammed into their um, trailer and vehicle. And he said, if, I'd, if we had been there, we'd have been killed. But the Holy Spirit quick, quickened him, told him, get out, go. Right? The Holy Spirit wants to protect us. If we're not listening, what happens to us? Right? Can we short circuit? Yes, but let's not. Let's, let's listen to the Holy Spirit. Let's, let's make sure that we are um, engaging in that pledge. Remember, Tamar used the pledge. She went up and said, hey, look, 
I'm pregnant by the guy who gave me this and this and this. And Judas said, you are more righteous than I. Right? Are we using those things that we've been given? A lot of times we don't. I don't all the time. I wish I did more. But let's, let's engage and let's begin to use the, the pledge of the Holy Spirit by the gifts, by the way we listen, the, by the way we interact with each other. It's going to be a major player in, in, the, uh, in this book, in, in, in Ephesians. Right, so the, the goal of our lives, the goal of our life is to bring praise and honor and glory to God the Father. Jesus Christ and God the Father by the Holy Spirit. Right, that's, that's the whole purpose of our life. We oftentimes short-circuit that process. God set it up. He set it up so that we would... We're, we're set up for victory. We're set up to praise Him. But if we don't... If we don't operate in, in the heavenlies, if we get entangled in sin and get more stuff here on earth, if we don't position Christ in our life and in, in, in our viewpoint, our... our Worldview, so that we see everything um, as He's reigning and ruling and, and King. If we're not using the Holy Spirit in the correct way and not listening and not letting Him guide us, we will short circuit to be the purpose of our life, which is to give Him praise and honor and glory. And I believe, look, I, I love you guys. I know that each and every one, one of you wants to give him praise and honor and glory. I'm not talking to a group of people that says, eh, I want that. <laughs> right? I, I know you guys want to. And um, so let's, let's do this together. And as we go, as we go through this book, let's, um, let's make sure that each and part of every part of our life we are we're operating to give him praise and honor and glory right maybe maybe today one of these things you said look that's i'm not operating in the heavenlies i'm tangled in sin or i'm not looking at things um with christ as the king maybe you you looked and you said look in my own life there's just a bunch of stuff i haven't made him lord of i've kind of said, Lord, you can have this part of me, but don't come over to this part, right? Maybe there's some things that you need to deal with that. Maybe, maybe, it's, maybe with the Holy Spirit, you're, you need to reignite and re, um, say, look, I, I need to listen to the Holy Spirit more. I need to uh, keep those antenna up. I need to engage. I need to make sure I'm, I'm using those gifts. If any of those have hit you today, let me, I want to pray for you, Okay. So let's, let's just pray together. Lord, as a church, and I, I know, I, I believe I speak for everyone here and all those who are online this morning. Lord, I, we want to give you praise and honor and glory. All the praise that's due you. And Lord, there's, it's all due you. There's, there, there's nothing that, that should not be praising you all the time. 
But Lord, I, I admit so many times we, um, we're not giving you the praise that you are due, either through our actions or through our, um, our thinking, our mindset. Lord, we, we just don't. And Lord, for that, I, I ask that you'd forgive us. Forgive me. Lord, I know that we, we mess up, Lord. And I ask that you would um, show us by your Holy Spirit those things that we need to repent of and repent of fully. And Lord, for those in here who, with any of these these different things, you'd say, look, I, I'm short-circuiting the praise. I'm, I've got that one broken. Lord, I pray for every single one of those. And Lord, I pray that you will bring conviction where conviction is necessary. Lord, bring healing where healing is necessary. Lord, I pray that you will give a lot of grace and mercy. Lord, re-reveal your love. Lord, that as a church, all of us can be giving you praise and honor and glory in every way that you're due. Lord, let us honor you as our king in our hearts, our lives, and before everyone we come in contact with. Lord, I just bless everyone here, everyone online, family. Continue to pray for those who have family members who need to know you or maybe some have gone astray and they're not walking the way they should. Lord, I pray that you will bring those back. That, that sheep that's gone astray, Lord, I pray that you'll be the, the hound of heaven to go and to go after them until, until they relent and they say, I'll, I'll, yes, I will. For those who have family members that don't know you, and I know they've been praying for them for so many years, Lord, I pray that you will bring those people to know you. Before they take their last breath, Lord, let I pray that not a single one will be lost. Not a single one. Lord, pray your protection over each one, your provision. And I pray for complete healing. I know there's so many that still are struggling with stuff. Lord, I pray for healing right now. In Jesus' name, amen.